0: Welcome back everybody to an episode, another episode of Alt Reports Radio where I'm here with John Kopiak, a good friend of mine and a local Bend resident and today we're going to talk about investing in solar. John has I think a pretty interesting sort of creative real estate background before he got into what he's doing now. And I'll let him tell you about that. But he is at the forefront in my mind of what's happening in our transition for energy. And he's leading the way in solar investments. And so we wanna talk about that. John, thanks for being here today. Really appreciate you uh, jumping on Alt Reports Radio.
1: Thank you, Breck. I really appreciate the invitation and um, looking forward to talking with you here. Um, so where should we start with the, the history of real estate?
0: So yeah, why don't we talk about, um, you've done some pretty cool stuff, tax liens and, and uh, seller financing and all that kind of, can we just, can you talk a little bit about that? Because we've got a big real estate crowd on here and, um, and I know they'd love to hear about it.
1: Sure, so 20 years ago, I started a business that purchased tax liens um, all over Central and Southern California. And the idea there was basically uh, buy cheap land. A lot of it was out in the desert of California because that was cheaper than along the coast and more available, and then resell it largely on terms. So the idea was buy a lot for 10K, uh, sell it on, on terms for 25K, and do that over and over and over. And I did that hundreds of times Um, and that went largely very well, especially in the early two thousands. And then along came uh, 2007. And so that was a a very scary time because the price at the auctions uh, was over retail. And then the price that you could sell them again was, was really pitiful. Um, All investors were kind of out. but there was a shining glimmer of hope there, and that is renewable energy. I bought a, a number of properties uh, that happened to be inside enormous wind and solar farms. And the developers of those farms immediately leased those properties that I had. And they asked me, hey, do you have any more that you uh, could lease to us? And so I I started specializing in in renewable energy real estate. Wow. The idea was buy land at tax sales. And, uh, and, and immediately lease it, or sometimes option it to some of the biggest wind and solar farms in the in California.
0: So uh, so let's break that down, just in case we've got folks who you know the, are un, not initiated there. So uh, a tax lien. How does a tax lien work there in in California? What's that mean? What sure. You- um,
1: so the uh, every county in California sells land, uh, and sometimes houses that. Folks don't pay their taxes on for at least seven years. Okay. Like if you have a house and you never pay your taxes, about seven years uh, in the county will foreclose on your property, and then sell it to the highest bidder. And okay. these are cash auctions, and a number of them are online now. Most are online in California. Uh, some small areas you can still go on a particular day, once or twice a year, and and raise the paddle and and buy real estate for cash.
0: Okay. So you're doing that, you're buying these, then you're selling them and holding the paper, right? And so you're getting, is that right? Okay. Yeah, that was the strategy.
1: Uh
0: All right. Uh, And then uh, we've got the financial, uh, the GFC happens. And I think anybody who's in real estate at that time knows what, you know, we hear you on, uh, you know, (laughs) what that was like. I was in the thick of it too. Um, And... Uh, so, how do you end up with? Did you just start reaching out to solar? Because you and I have talked uh, a number of times over, you know, dinner and and, and whatnot. Uh, and you, you have like a, a, a handle on the grid, like you understand where the the stations are and all that kind of stuff. Does that? How did that? How did you find all this out? Like, how? Just tell us a little bit about more about your transition there into the solar because that seems like. Figuring out how to to um, get power companies to option your land, you know, from you sounds like pretty pretty far out. I think for most real estate. Sure.
1: Investors. Well, it was a full time job to to figure out who was developing in California and what land they wanted to use. And so some of the biggest companies they they would they would determine maybe a a five square mile area and say this is going to be our footprint and then they would hire consultants to go out and lease or purchase all of the land in those areas. Okay. And California happened to be uh, subdivided sometimes down to two and a half acres. Wow. So there are solar and wind projects that, that have hundreds of parcels in them. And, and so, um, once I got to know these consultants, um, they were happy to have someone that would go do the legwork of weeding out all of the holdouts. And then offering the properties back to them to lease on, on usually 35-year leases.
0: Okay, so you've got this big expanse of land and all these tiny little lots, and you're just kind of pulling them all. Put your work is pulling them all together, like and it's, so it's it's almost like arbitrage on. Um, yes, okay, got it. Right,
1: and you know big companies want to move in big strokes. They don't want some to buy, some on options, some on leases. They would prefer to just like lease a whole area and, and do it all in a, a certain window of time, maybe six months or a year. And so uh, cooperating with them was very helpful, I think, because they would tell me which parcels that they wanted to use. And then I would go after those properties, uh, buy them out. Um, you now, a lot of owners would, were either uh, up in age where they weren't interested in 30 years of payments. Or they just didn't believe that solar and wind was uh, was really viable. Yeah. Um, but now that there are days that California runs entirely on renewables, I think it is proof. And then you have thirty three states that have renewable mandates. Like okay. In Oregon, here we have a mandate that the state has to be a hundred percent renewable by twenty forty. Wow. Uh, same goes for California. Um, that, that, has to be a hundred percent renewable by 2045 okay. and 50% renewable by 20, uh, I'm sorry, uh, California, 20, 50% by 2025 and a hundred percent by 2040. Okay. Um, anyway, most states have these types of mandates now. And so there is, uh, a, a very strong push within each, most states to, uh, to become renewable.
0: Okay. So, um, so th- in those early days, so you go and you put this land together, and you're leasing it to. Um, you start leasing it. What did What did those? And is that when you decided you'd open a fund? You needed some more capital to, and you began a raise. Tell us about
1: that. Sure. So um, I started buying properties in wind and solar farms and leasing them out, and that went great. And pretty soon, I ran out of money. And I talked to all my friends and neighbors, and I started a fund. To, to do exactly that okay um, and so I'd, I'd start a fund, collect money for a couple of years, buy as many properties as we could, and then close the fund so that those investors knew exactly what the projections are for all of the parcels that we bought okay um, And over a series of about ten years, I started five funds and they're ah. still they're still operating. okay and so we have dozens of wind and solar parcels in some of the biggest wind, wind and solar farms in California.
0: Wow. So how much, what are we talking about for, like what have you raised over the over the years?
1: Uh, about $10 million. Okay. Uh, and it's all from accredited investors with an average of $100,000 investments.
0: Okay. And so are you at a place in these funds where you're able to start to get some sense of returns for
1: that? Absolutely. so um, you know it, it varies quite wide widely, but uh, it's about a 10% return year over year over a 35 year period. okay um, And it comes with the, uh, what would you call it the uh, uh, the a little bit of, a, of the ideal that what we're doing is we're changing the grid across the United States and so this isn't oil money or, or what have you this is, uh, improving the, the air and, and uh, sometimes water for our, our, our children and grandchildren. So yeah. while those returns are good, um, uh, over time, I noticed you know the developers are making quite a bit more money than the folks leasing land for sure. these projects. Um, and that kind of brings us a little bit more up to date um, in that we started a company called Shasta Power. Okay. And within that company, Uh, I do the real estate work primarily and we develop our own solar farms using uh, private equity. And then we have uh, uh, payouts over a four-year period.
0: Um,
1: As we we get the land, we do the environmental work, we hire out um, uh, a lot of the, you know, the legal and a lot of the the permitting. um, And then we end up, uh, Selling the properties or selling the the uh, the solar farms once they are ready to build uh, or what we call notice to proceed, the date that that they become shovel ready.
0: Okay, so you do um, all you do so, all the initial um, work of identifying where these should be, getting them uh, permitted and everything legal, and then
1: who's buying them uh, from you? Sure, or are they so leasing? There are a number of no, they're purchasing them. Okay. Um, we, we end up buying, or we end up leasing the property or buying it on option. So okay. it's, it's either a 35 or 40 year lease, or it's an option to buy in five years. Okay. And that keeps our, our risk down. But we've studied hundreds of areas across the country that would be good for solar. We look at irradiance, uh, connectivity to the grid, uh, terrain. Uh, the landowners, like who, who's interested, who's not, uh, prices. We've filtered out hundreds of, of locations and we've boiled this uh, series down to six solar farms that we're currently developing.
0: Okay. And we are I...
1: the, the Sure. Uh, one of them is right here in our state of Oregon. Okay. Um, we have a small one in Illinois and then we have uh, five more across Oklahoma and Kansas. Okay. And um, and our, our history is in California, or at least my history from wind and solar farms. And um, a few years ago, we, we leased up uh, about 1,500 acres for a solar farm north of Los Angeles. Okay. And we raised about $2.5 million for that solar farm. And then we sold the solar farm to a much bigger developer um i can't share the exact number but it's for multiples on on our money on that sale nice and the sales yeah we were very excited um (laughs) is that
0: that when you decided okay we're gonna stop uh holding these long term and we're gonna we're gonna flip these for lack of a better word to to folks um
1: well it's very expensive to build some of the solar farms Uh, for example a 100 megawatt farm which would power, uh, 50,000 houses, um, that costs maybe 200 million to build. Wow. And, and we just didn't expect, uh, to raise that kind of money or to have that enough credit for that. Um, so our realm was more in the, uh, five to $10 million range. Um, and so the idea is if we raise $10 million and we kick off, uh, six solar farms, we could sell each of them for multiples on that money, um, and then return a very healthy profit to investors.
0: Okay, in a much shorter um, time frame. Then, yeah, pre- exactly.
1: So we're yeah. able to get our our capital return uh, in twelve to eighteen months. Okay, and then pay a multiple on the money uh, in two to three years.
0: Wow. So, let's talk a little bit about. I mean, this sounds. Great. You have these, like you you have, um, the end buyer is like a a big, uh, well-funded corporation and we've got, you know, this push in the country finally for, more green, more renewable, energies, there are risks out there that you can see, because as we look at, the rest of the market, like there's a lot of struggles out there. And so what, what are there headwinds that
1: you're concerned about?
0: Or regulations.
1: Um, well, you know, politics is is probably the toughest um, risk to navigate. You never know what Congress will will decide what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which yeah. which uh, um, uh, won't well,
0: actually reduce which, inflation.
1: Well, I I'm That's no economist. I can't speak. What sure. it did do is it extended our tax credit. The, yep. We have a thirty in, percent um, investment tax credit that has has come and gone over the last twenty years, and it's okay. been um, extended for many years. So that's very helpful. Like if we if we build a site for a hundred million dollars, there's a thirty yeah. million dollar tax credit.
0: Where does that tax credit? What does it apply to? Who's who's that for?
1: It applies. Oh, um, it applies to wind energy, to solar energy. It applies to private residences if you decide to put solar on your house or community okay. solar projects or, or big utility grade solar projects like we're developing. Oh. Okay. So, yes, so Good. it's super helpful. So where yeah. were we? So anyhow we're, we're, about we're developing risk. six. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, risks, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so some of the risks that we've encountered are we, we get really excited about a site Um, we get several landowners interested and then, uh, um, then maybe one that's key decides not to go with us or they decide, Hey, we want to keep farming this property. We don't want it to be solar after all, or maybe there's a squabble in the family or something like that. Um, and we've had a couple of those failures and those have added up to maybe a $20,000 loss. Okay. And so it's disappointing if we do the title work and, um, and site visits and uh, legal leases and everything, um, but uh, but our gains can be so much bigger. Um, like I said, if you have a, if we have a maybe a one million dollar uh, capital invested in a in a solar farm, we can sell that when it becomes buildable for multiples on that million dollars. Okay, and so the gains are much larger than the losses. Right. We we might be able to sell that for for you know several million dollars, um, and if you want to talk you know with me privately, I could get a little bit more clear on on what these multiples are. But it's definitely in in multiples. Okay, um, and a failure might be twenty thousand dollars, and so uh, the gains drastically outweigh the the losses that we have incurred. For sure. And another thing to keep in mind. Is uh, when we ha- have a queue position at a utility, which is basically a reservation to sell power and connect at a particular location, um, we entered one for $400,000, which is a huge chunk. But that's refundable if if the project uh, w- were to be stopped, um, hmm. less any cost that the utility uh, incurs. But um, but generally, that's refundable. So most of the investments that we make are refundable um, or they're just small enough to stomach. Like if we spend 10,000 on Tyler reports and maybe 10 or 20,000 on some early leases or options, that's at risk. But the large uh, utility reservations, those are refundable. So so the risk is, is very much mitigated.
0: Okay. And so are you raising now do you have is your fund open
1: yes it is so it's a um it's accredited investors only yeah. uh it is open we have raised uh, approximately three million dollars now and our okay. aim is to raise uh, a total of 10 million over the next year okay and we, we so we pay a, we pay an interest rate on the funds and we have a profit sharing of 60 40 60 to investors uh for getting involved and our intention is to start selling the projects next summer and then we'll sell them all over the next two years and okay. so we'll see a large capital return next year and then complete capital return in 2024 and and uh start sharing start the profit sharing process in 24 and 25 and uh We hope to be finished in four years, but it kind of remains to be seen. Um, but at least we'll have a capital return very quickly.
0: So you already have projects underway in, in this fund.
1: That's right. We have six projects underway. um, and they're in different stages. Like one, a couple of them, we have land control. One, we have a large queue position. um, one we've kind of petered out. We were hoping to make it uh, large, like 200 acres. We only got uh, 50 acres. And so since that was kind of too small for us, we sold it for several multiples on our money. Um, And we wanted to focus on our our bigger sites. Uh, Right. So, uh, yeah, we do have six projects uh, going currently. And and some folks have asked, you know, if you don't raise the full 10 million, what happens? And the answer is we'll kind of sell some of our sites uh, prematurely for maybe a hundred percent gain instead of several multiples. Um, uh, but our, our hope is to bring these all to, to buildable and then sell them at that time when they can be, uh, the most profitable.
0: Okay. So a lot of times when we hear about funds, we hear things like two and 20, and it sounds like you're doing, you're you've got a completely different model than that. Tell me a little bit about that. You mentioned uh, you're paying interest in the interim, but it's not a debt fund, is it? Or is it a debt
1: fund? No, there's no debt at all. It is okay. all private equity. And so um, how it works is the management, there's three managers. I'm one of them, and we charge a 6% annual fee on in, on okay. uh, capital raised. Um, and we also pay an interest rate. Currently we're paying a 7% rate to investors. And then okay. um, once the capital is returned, both of those go away. We, we no longer earn a uh, the six percent management fee, and the uh, the interest to investors is gone. But then we share profit 60 percent 60% to investors.
0: Okay, got it. Cool. Yeah, that's that a different uh, the, that's a different arrangement than yeah. than you hear about most of the time. Yeah. How it's, did you come up with totally that? It's totally different. And what is the purpose? Uh,
1: sure. Great question. Well, we needed some money uh, for all of the work that we're doing. So we had to charge a management fee um, to, to develop six sites simultaneously is a huge lift. Sure. Um, and so we needed, needed uh, to have some income there. Um, we also wanted a carrot for investors to invest now instead of being the very last investor next year sometime. Yeah. and so we decided to pay early investors a ten percent rate um, and that kind of dwindles as as the fund grows and the risk goes down okay so uh, we're paying the earliest investors ten percent um, but now that we've got six projects uh, moving forward we're paying you know seven
0: okay
1: uh, as that as our risk and uh, and our size uh, progresses we're going to you know, pay all the way down to zero on the, on the rate, just because, uh, uh, we don't need the money as badly at the end.
0: Um,
1: and so that's how we came up with this, the the rates and, um, and the 60, 40, uh, we thought was, was very fair in that, um, uh, we pay the rate first and then we pay capital back to investors and then it's, then the income is shared 60, 40, um, and if you were to see the numbers on these, like I say, that we're selling the the sites for multiples of uh, on our money, um, the income to investors is is very high, okay. and the risk goes down substantially after we t- return capital uh, next year in in twenty twenty four.
0: Okay. So if you had to characterize this as low, middle, or 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 high risk, how do you feel about?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, so our experience is we had a big solar farm sale in California and it went very well. And so we, we've added a hundred there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but we do expect, uh, a failure here and there. Um, we've had some early failures where we poured in maybe 20,000 to a site and had to abandon it. Yeah. Um, and that was tolerable with a, a $10 million fund. Yeah. Um, but we only need one site to be successful for the entire fund to be profitable. Yeah. Of course we want all six to work out. Um, So I would say each site has an 80% chance of success. Okay. Um, Especially once we get, get going. And so sure, out of six there's it's likely that one, maybe two would fail, but even with that ratio uh, investors will still make multiples on their money over the four-year period. So yes, there will be some failures. It is, um, like I say, there's political risk, there's risks of, of competition. Um, yeah, uh, there's, there's several risks, but they're not fully weighted because when projects are just starting, that's the riskiest, but we have yeah. very little on the table when they're starting. Once they're a year in, the risk goes down and our investment in them rises, but the biggest, Capital commitment are these Q positions, and those are refundable. So, like I say, that's that's another reason we started six sites, so that if one yeah. or two fails, uh, yeah. we can handle that. Yep. Um, the chances of all of them failing is is really low. Yeah. Um, and if even if that happened, all of the Q positions would be refundable. So the majority of our capital would still be there.
0: Right. So you're really only talking about potential loss, even if. Even if it was, uh, you know, 30 or 50 per site, you're still not talking about a, a tremendous loss uh, it, relative to the size of the fund. It's pretty small.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the whole fund, if, if none of the sites worked out, which is, uh, which would be really, really surprising, uh, yeah. we might experience a 20% loss. Um, yep. But I think that is... There's maybe a 1% chance of that. It's possible yeah. that Congress changes their mind and every state changes their policies and- Yeah. I don't you know, see that so happening. world practically comes to an end. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: well, the world comes to an end. I'm not, I'm not sure what you'd do with the cash anyway, right? So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah wouldn't be so, much- I easier. mean, there are risks, but right now the Inflation Reduction Act is, is on our side and we have 33 states that have renewable mandates. Yep. um so it's it's very much uh, a, an awesome time to invest in solar right now. Uh, we studied every major coal plant uh west of the Mississippi, and they all have solar farms being built in development right now wow. and so if if you go in time three or four years um, and start driving around the desert, you will be amazed yeah. at how much solar is is in development right now
0: Wow. Well, that's pretty exciting and i appreciate you jumping on here and talking through that i think that you know what part of my and i'm not a financial planner i'm not giving any financial advice but part of my personal thesis you going forward is that renewables is a place to invest in a growth area and that's we're not going back the other way despite all the fighting and uh you know politically and and everything else we're definitely doing this and so uh, it's just a matter of that what Pace and seems like you're really positioned, like right there to be in in the way of it, especially where you've got these two decades of background, specifically in this space. So I think it's pretty exciting. If folks want to talk with you, how can they find you?
1: Yeah, please visit ShastaPower.com. That's that's the the fund that's open right now with all of the new developments in it, and um, so yeah, please visit shastapower.com and you'll see me and my partners there and um, we're very active in the space and uh, that's the best way to reach us.
0: Okay, great. Well, thanks, John. Thanks for coming on, talking about investing in solar and renewables today. And I hope you hear hear from some folks from the show and it's been great talking with you.
1: Thank you, Brett. I really uh, enjoyed talking with you. I've known you for a long time. And uh, again, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, We'll We'll talk to you soon.
0: My pleasure to have you.